sing the chorus. Since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, floods of joy o'er my soul like the sea billows roll. Since Jesus came into my Aloha, shalom. <laughs> it is good to see you in worship, and uh, we're all wearing these little lays today and trying to uh, represent Hawaii and our friends who are suffering great loss. The last report, well over a hundred people have lost their lives. And I heard this morning, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand persons are still missing from these horrible wildfires. And so we are using an opportunity today to take up an offering for um, the people there. And this will, uh, you can write your check if you wish to give. Again, it's not mandatory. This is strictly just something we wanted to do for those who can. Um, just make your check to Shades of Grace 
And in the memo, put Hawaii. And if you can't spell it, just put Hawaiier, okay? Because that's, that's the Appalachian way of saying it. So anyway, we've had such an intense week. As you know, we've lost three of our very special longtime members within just a couple of days and three funerals within two days. And it's just been a very difficult and stressful week. And so we want to remember all the families of those who are suffering today and who are grieving. That is Doris Helton, Nikki Fletcher, and Waylon Sturgill. And they will all greatly be missed in our congregation. If you would like to visit their funeral service, if you were not able to attend, we had two of those on Tuesday and one on Wednesday. You can go to our Facebook page and you'll be able to see the service in its entirety, okay? So again, thank you all for prayers on behalf of the families who are involved. So we just wanted to lighten things up today, okay? I know school has started back and that's a challenge in so many places across the country and even here in Sullivan County and in East Tennessee as well. Uh, I hear that if you're a good driver, uh, you can get a job real quick driving the school bus. So um, that's a good opportunity if you need that. Uh, they're desperately in need. Uh, speaking of that, we need to pray for all of our bus drivers and the students as they have returned to school. We were doing Wayland's funeral here on Wednesday afternoon, and a school bus came by and clipped a, a truck sitting in front of someone who was attending the funeral. And so that created a little bit of excitement during the service, although I didn't know what was going on until it was over. But that's always disturbing when you see the police officer uh, in the front door of the church peeping in when you have a funeral. So anyway, it turned out much better than it could have. Right, Jimmy? I want to say a word of appreciation to Jimmy for all that he has done this week and does for us. He disappointed me today because he told me yesterday he was going to wear a grass skirt today, and he didn't. But he did come well prepared with the shirt, so that's good. It, oh, it wouldn't fit. Well, he told me he was going to try to find a wraparound, but that didn't quite work. But anyway, see, we wanna, we've had so much heaviness. We want to have a good time today. We want to worship the Lord, celebrate God's goodness, and just be blessed as God desires to bless us, okay? How are you, Miss D? Good. We missed you last week. <clears throat> we thank you for sending Tamara to us. And Landon, we're so glad you're alive and in the land of the living today. And only unless you were here yesterday, you would not know, and it's too complicated, as Mikey says, for me to explain right now. But I'm grateful for Becky and Mikey and uh, Jimmy yesterday who... Uh, well, we'll just leave it at that. And speaking of Mikey, there is Mikey. God bless you. But we're going to begin our service with prayer today. We want to offer prayers of thanksgiving. And if you have a request on your heart, can you just lift up your hand and represent that to the Lord today? Because God already knows the end from the beginning. And he knows the desires of our hearts. And... Uh, we have some original Buckeyes with us today. We have two friends from Ohio who are visiting. Will you make them feel welcome? 
Okay. I, I believe, Miss Becky, didn't you have friends from West Virginia here the last time? So she's really bringing them in. Uh, so thank you. But God bless you. We welcome you today. And uh, Miss Karen, we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. I'm glad you're well. It's just good to see everybody in worship. And I would just like us to bow our heads as we pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for getting us through this difficult week. And we do not know what a day will bring forth, but Lord, you're already there tomorrow. And so we don't have to fear. We do pray for these families from our midst who have lost loved ones and members of our congregation as charter members, people who were here in the very beginning of this ministry nine years ago. But Lord, we're so grateful that the week before we baptized three persons, and as I say, at least we're holding our own. We're not losing, but we're steady. And we thank you for your church, for your church in the world, for your people in the world, many whom are under great persecution and difficult in life. Lord, bless our time together now as we worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Landon, I'm turning it over to you now, okay? Excuse me. I can't tell you why you're walking through this valley. I can't tell you just how long you've got to stay. I can't tell you why your heart feels so unsettled when this all will change. But I can tell you there is something you can lean on. It's a promise that won't bend and it won't break. It will keep you when the future is uncertain you're not out of grace when the darkness overwhelms you and the fear just won't subside when your questions outweigh answers on those long and lonely nights friend you've got to keep on moving he is with you in the valley of despair. And he won't leave you there. He is with you when you think you just won't make it. He is right there when it looks like hope is lost. You're gonna find out He's nothing less than faithful So keep holding on Keep holding on When the darkness overwhelms you And the fear just won't subside When your questions outweigh answers On those long and lonely nights Friend, you've got to keep on moving he is with you in the valley of despair, and he won't leave you there. He won't leave 
moment There will never be a day He's not strong enough to rescue He's not strong enough to save When the darkness overwhelms you And the fear just won't subside When your questions outweigh answers On those long and lonely nights Friend, you've got to keep on moving He is with you Oh, when the darkness overwhelms you And the fear just won't subside When your questions outweigh answers On those long and lonely nights Friend, you've got to keep on moving with you in the valley of despair and he won't leave you there he won't leave you Bless your children who walk in perfection, who manage to master your
us to sing this song together this morning. I sang it at a funeral this week. 
uh, Waylon's funeral, and it's been on my mind ever since. I know you all know it, so help me sing it this morning. among us and all that he does and all of his mercies and all of his love if the pen of the writer could write every day even his words could never contain how I have been blessed For warmth in the winter The flowers in spring The laughter of summer And the changing of leaves For food on my table A good place to sleep and clothes on my back and shoes on my feet I have been blessed for arms that will raise a voice that can talk and hands that can touch and legs that can walk that can listen and eyes that can see oh I've got to praise him as long as I breathe I have been blessed I have been blessed God's so good to me precious are his thoughts of you and me no way could i count them there's not enough time so i'll just thank him for being so kind god has been good he's so good i have been nurtured and raised my brothers and sisters and the memories we've made our pastor to lead us this altar to pray it's traps that can heal and a blood that can save I have been blessed my shoulder to lean on when I am down the rock where he leads me when I'm so overwhelmed the place where he hides me under his wings he's not just a song he's the reason are his thoughts of you 
Thanks one more time for God's faithfulness to us. I like how Landon just went from one thing to another, and uh, we're just not going to give up at Shades of Grace, are we? When plan A fails, we go to plan B, and then plan C. And you may not know it, but Jeff has a broken rib today, and I know that was difficult to sing, but thank you for jumping in there and, and doing that. And David, thank you for your song because that is the theme of the message today. And I forgot to mention we have Officer Clark with us today, so give him appreciation, if you will. We haven't sung the doxology for quite a long time. I'd like to invite you to stand for just a moment since you've been sitting. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures there below. Praise God above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy <laughs> I just want to share a moment from my heart before I read the scripture and share the message today, but we deal with so many of God's wandering children here day by day during the week. When we come together on Saturday or other special days as we did for funerals this week, we celebrate God's faithfulness and what God is doing with us, in us, and among us. But if you're only here for this hour or so on a Saturday morning, then you can't have any earthly idea what really happens day by day. Because we really have a dual congregation. We have, a, it's a very complex congregation, but we have a congregation on Saturday and we have a congregation each day of the week. And sometimes there's an intertwining of that and, you know, sometimes it seems to be that we're wearing different hats all throughout the day. And so um, Wednesday during Pastor Regina's Bible study, a young lady came in off the street. And this is just... Um, representative of Shades of Grace and how it has been for the last nine years, now going on to 10 years. And she shared with me back there a little bit and she said, I've not been in church in many, many years. She shared how she had become homeless, how she had done her best to overcome addictions of opiates, but still struggles with the addiction of alcohol. 
she came up here and she gave a witness to her faith and gave testimony. And then we came in on Thursday morning and we realized and saw that she had been arrested that night for public intoxication. So I want you to remember her. I won't give you her name, but she needs our prayers today. You know, she knows God. She knows about God. And she found herself reaching for God. And the Bible says the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And I'm so thankful that God measures what we do from the intents of our inside and not from the always actions and appearance of the outside. We make a whole lot of bad judgments sometimes. And that's why the scripture says we should not judge. Do you know what the Bible says? If we judge others, then we will be judged by the same measure of judgment. But if we offer grace and mercy, we shall be extended that same amount of grace and mercy. And so we deal with situations like this. Another young couple came in that same Bible study and sat over in this section. Very young couple. And I didn't realize the young lady had gone to sleep, but they came to the door asking for food. And I told them, if you come in for the Bible study, I'll get you all the food you need. Um, when it was over, I went back to speak to them and she apologized. She said, I'm so sorry, I fell asleep. But I was so tired from walking and living in the streets that this was such a peaceful and safe place I slept. And I said, I can't think of a better place to sleep. Because you know, sometimes there's such a thing as the subliminal messages that come through even when we're resting and even when we're sleeping. So we only see little glimpses of Shades of Grace when we come together here on Saturdays. You know, I've been praying for Nita and we've been really concerned for about seven weeks and you know her if you remember her at all. She's the lady who has the long black coat. No matter if it's 100 degrees, she's still dressed with that, carrying that heavy burden, that backpack. And often, uh, you know, speaking out to voices that she can hear but no one else can hear. And sometimes loud and rambunctious. And uh, we finally did some research in the midst of all the other stuff that's going on this week, and we located her, and she is safe. But the thing that concerns us, she does receive a check each month, and she gets it in our Shades of Grace community mailbox. And she has never in years mentioned or ever forgot to stop and get her check when it's due. And it's been here now for almost three weeks, and that really concerns us. And so we received a call this morning from Muncie Memorial Methodist downtown Johnson City. We've been in touch with them the last couple of days, and they were meeting with her this morning. She is safe. She is well. But apparently with her altered mental status may not be able to even comprehend that she has money here that belongs to her and she's in the meantime sleeping out and she's 59 years old sleeping in the streets of a place that she really doesn't know much about but she had told them she ran out of housing options 
in Kingsport, and she's trying to get started there. But these are just the kinds of stories that we deal with every day, every day. And so I want you to remember the congregation that you do not see when you gather here. You have to be here Monday through Friday, serving the people at the door, uh, at the desk, answering the phone, whatever, uh, to be able to really know the stories. And so the Lord has placed it on my heart to do another book. Now, I, I got the other book done, and I hope that it's been a blessing to you. And some folks say that they're using it as a devotional. But that was my trial run. So I'm going to, with God's help, put together something else. And I want it to be called Faces of Homelessness or something to that effect. And I want to tell some stories of the folks. Now, a young man came to the door yesterday. Uh, just Steve and I were sitting here, and uh, there's a special situation uh, that I'd like you to remember concerning someone in Steve's family today as well. He's not with us. But a young man came to the door and we see him every day, multiple times. And uh, we know a little bit about him, but he, uh, well, what can I say? He struggles. And um, his sister came in about two months ago. She said, why you haven't seen him? And I won't mention his name. He's very young in his 20s, grew up in this area. His sister said, I want to thank you all for taking care of my brother. He's incarcerated right now. But she said, just so you know why he is incarcerated and in the streets, mommy, as she said, took care of him because he has a learning disability. You wouldn't know it by looking at him. But mommy died last year and he has nowhere to go, and he has no one to care. So he came in one day this week, and it was raining, and he stood, and uh, you know, he just said, what am I supposed to do? And he asked us, what do I do, or how do I do? Well, another young man who came to take a shower this week, and I'm just sharing this because I feel like somebody needs to hear it. These are all people that we've known for nine years that we've been in this storefront ministry. This young man comes in, to take a shower. It's only twice in the years we've known him that we've been able to coax him to take a shower and he needed hygiene and clothing and help so desperately. But I noticed the, la the only other time he came in, when he left, his hair was not wet and there was no water in the shower. When I went and checked in the shower room, it was dry. And so this time we listened, we did not hear any water and thank you, Lloyd, for checking in. And he was just standing there under the faucet. And Lloyd said, called his name. He said, you know, you, you, you need to turn on the water. He said, oh, okay. And he turned on the water and had a wonderful, long, real long hot shower. But sometimes the folks that we deal with are judged on the outward appearance for not doing when in reality, as we understand, they can't do. They don't know how to do. And Reba understands this ministry. She, has it been a year now about since you started coming here? She spent her whole career working with mentally disabled folks. 
right, in the state of Tennessee. And the Lord sent her here, and she understands, and we try to understand. But these are things that we deal with every day, and the stories that I've told you, multiply that by 25 or 30 on any given day. Right, Jimmy? Lloyd? Becky? Isn't that right? And that's what we deal with, those kinds of situations. So just be a little bit kind and be a little bit merciful. For whatever degree of kindness and mercy we give, it will be returned back to us. But we need to try to say, Lord, help me to be your hands and feet at all times. Because sometimes we don't know the rest of the story. Okay, I just felt like sharing that with you. Maybe it's someone on social media who needed to hear that today. Well, we've got hundreds of stories like that that I'm probably going to use in my next book that I do, not using any names in the book, but stories. And some of those who find enough grace to get their life turned around. A young man whose name I won't call, who contacted me recently, who had, he said, without shades of grace, I would not be clean today and I would not have my son. But he said, thanks to you and what you all did for me, my life is whole again. He's a single parent. He actually moved to Ohio. And um, so there are success stories. But you know, when Jesus healed the 10 lepers, only one of them came back in the story. But as Paul Harvey says, we don't always know the rest of the story. And I would like to think that in all of those 10 that Jesus healed from leprosy, that somewhere along the way, the other nine came back and gave God thanks. Now let us read from Matthew chapter 15. Now remember the last couple of weeks and Landon sang a song about Jesus on the hillside feeding the multitudes and then they got in the boat and last week we saw the boat turning upside down in the water almost and the people afraid and Jesus came walking to the people and so this is immediately following that very busy day in the life of our Lord. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now let me take just a moment and explain that. In that culture of that day, Jesus is speaking to primarily a Jewish congregation and he himself being a Jew in that culture, in that time, Christianity had not come into existence, had not grown 
to where it is in our world today. And anyone who was not of the Jewish faith, who was a Gentile, there, it's throughout the Old Testament, you will see them referred to as dogs, D-O-G-S, okay? That's neither here nor there, but that's how the Jewish people looked upon them in that day and time. And Jesus said, I am come only to the people of Israel, to the lost tribe of Israel, or to the, to the people of Israel. And so um, she says, Lord, even the dogs, that means the Gentiles, eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. But she was using a real story. Remember the story that Jesus had given about the rich man and Lazarus? And the poor man laid at the gate begging full of sores. Remember that story? And it said the dogs came and licked his sores is the only comfort he got. And they picked up the crumbs that they could find that the, ma the poor man had left behind. And so she's probably heard Jesus talk about that story. She's heard that story. She's lived that story and seen that story. As sometimes we see folks in the streets who may be altered in some way, digging through the garbage cans, looking for a morsel to eat, when in their right reality would realize they could come to these doors or to hunger first or to Kitchen of Hope or to Salvation Army and find food to eat. But you see, sometimes it's not the way it always appears. And so it looked like Jesus was ignoring this woman, but then he spoke to her. Woman. Now remember, she was a Gentile. He came to his own and his own received him not. Remember that? They rejected him, so he came to the Gentiles, and they received him. Some of them did. And to them he gave the power to become the sons and daughters of God. So he says, woman, you have great faith. Your wish is granted. Your request is done. And her daughter was healed at that moment. And that's as far as I will read, and you'll need to read that story for yourself later on as a devotional and along with what I'm going to say today, maybe we'll help you understand a little bit more that when the gospel was written 1900 years ago or more, it was written after Jesus had already been crucified. The stories were passed down to those who wrote them as they had been told by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, okay? But they heard these stories and they passed them down and they remembered um, that, they, you know, we're living in a whole different world today. It's hard for us in 21st century when we have cell phones in our hand, when we have the world at our disposal. How many of you remember the old phones? I was looking at uh, the Andy Griffith edition the other day and somebody was seeing that and they said, did they really have phones like that. Uh, it's like a little boy I heard about recently uh, who had seen an old um, rotary phone and said, look, Grandma, it's an antique. <laughs> that means some of us are antiques. I'm glad to be an antique, aren't you? Don't ever begrudge growing old because it is a privilege denied 
to many. You know, Waylon, 42 years old, lots of promise, lots of life. He will be missed, but never came into this building without kneeling down right where I'm standing and praying to God. And he never left this building without saying to me, I love you, Pastor Will, or I love you, Jimmy, or whoever he was dealing with. You see, it's not always as it appears. And for this woman that day, it was for her a blessing, not what the disciples expected, not what the people that normally surrounded themselves with Jesus would have anticipated him doing. But Jesus was the one who came to build bridges for humanity, not to tear them down. Have you ever heard the old saying, well, so-and-so burnt their bridges behind them with their family, with their friends? And that happens an awful lot. We see it all the time here with folks who've been given up on and just kind of left on their own. And sometimes our own actions cause that. But this woman knew that she was going to be persistent and she was going to build a bridge. And Jesus came to set people free, not to bind them up. You know, the religious law had gotten so complicated. The ones that, the laws that had been given to Moses, remember, on the mountain, there were ten. Some had to do with the relationship with the Creator. The others had to do with the relationship of the human family of God with each other. And yet the religious people had complicated it until there were hundreds of laws and nobody really knew what to do. And it turned out that everything you did was a sin in their sight. I mean, they were complicating or frustrating the grace as we read about in the New Testament through the words of the apostle. And so um, Jesus came to build bridges, to give people hope, to give desperate people help. Come on in, Lisa. How are you today? Good to see you. God bless you, Lisa. Never underestimate the power of humble, persistent prayer by those who come to God in faith. You know, a while back we talked about Simon Peter, didn't we? In that wave, in that water. And he, his prayer, <coughs> excuse me, only consisted of three words. Do you remember what they were? Three words. Lord, help me. That's the only prayer he had to offer. Lord, help me. And Jesus extended his hand and extended grace and lifted him out of the waves that were sure to destroy him. So never underestimate the power of prayer. It's not the person who always stands on the street corner and makes the long prayer that God hears or honors. Now, God hears all the prayers. But Jesus talked about that too. And he talked about two men who stood on a busy street corner. And one was a religious man, maybe a Pharisee. And he was making a great big theological discourse to the Lord about how good he was and how right he was. And the other man stood on the other corner, smiting himself on the breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
And Jesus used that as an illustration and said, whose prayer do you think was answered more quickly? This Canaanite woman, this woman that was looked upon by some as unworthy, as a Gentile, her actions clearly demonstrate to you and me and to all of us today the faithful and continuous seeking of the Master until we receive what we're looking for. Don't give up. Be persistent. The fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. And only God knows when that person is righteous. We judge from the outward appearance. But God sees the struggles like some of those that I've mentioned today who never gave up on God. They never gave up praying, even though they knew that the odds were stacked against them. They still went down fighting and claiming hope in Christ. I want to ask you a question. What does your soul long for today more than anything else? Jesus gave us these words. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness and everything you need in life will be added to you. These things, what kind of things is he talking about? If you lift that verse out, you have to go a little bit deeper within that same chapter of Matthew 15. But what Jesus is talking about, in no particular order, we find the Lord's Prayer in there that he's talking about. We find him talking about fasting and how you do that and when you do that. He even gave some advice about worry, how worry is not going to help you at all. And by the way, 90% of everything that human beings worry about never come to pass anyway, right? And he also talked about giving alms to the poor. And he talked about treasures in heaven. So Jesus is saying in light of all these categories that I just gave you, Seek God first, and everything you need relating to any of these things will be given to you. And you'll find a lot of those answers in the Lord's Prayer. And you know me, those of you that have been here a long, long time or have known me for quite a while, understand that more of my prayers now consist of praying the Lord's Prayer or a portion thereof than ever before in my life because I'm understanding that Jesus said when you pray, this is how you do it. Who am I to try to improve upon it? You know, how, how often we try to improve upon prayer. But Jesus said this is how you pray. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name, sacred is your name. Don't take it in vain. You know, he goes through all of that. Thy will be done. Boy, that's a hard part of that prayer. That's a real difficult one. But we have to be willing to pray it and believe it in order for all the things that God wants to give to us can be given. This woman, this Canaanite Gentile woman, she was persistent. Even through the silence of Jesus, she did not turn and walk away. And you may be here today or you may be listening by means of social media on, when this service airs. And you may say, I've been 
seeking God's presence. I've been asking God. I've been pleading with the Lord. And all I'm getting is silence. It just seems like it's falling upon a deaf ear. But don't give up. You're right on the brink of the promise. I believe that. You know, that's what faith is. We have to have faith. This woman, this Gentile woman, had faith, and she was able to call him master, rabbi, teacher. She recognized him to be the divine teacher sent from God. And she knew that even though she was of a different religious persuasion, she believed that this God in the flesh, Emmanuel, Jesus, cared about her. And I want to tell you today, wherever you are hearing these words, God loves you. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you are not loved. God loves you. And you are created in God's infinite image. And Jesus said, you want to see the Father? Look at me. You know, the older I get, people look at pictures of my dad and they say you look like your dad I still don't quite see that but I do think we kind of become our parents as we get older right I see that happening but folks say well I see your dad's eyes I see your dad's whatever you know when I see you and that's what Jesus said if you want to see the father look at me for I am the father I am God in the flesh I am Emmanuel. Look at me. Learn of me. And I love what Wayland's mom put on the funeral <clears throat> notice that came out in the paper and on our worship bulletin we gave out here on Wednesday. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you shall find rest for your soul. That's the promise. Don't ever give up. This woman understood that she was unworthy. She understood she was not in the elite. She was not in the group that Jesus normally came to. But she still trusted that God is a fair and just God. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now, Miss D, you're going to hold my water for me so I don't spill it? You're going to bottle feed me today? Sometimes I need that, I promise. Ooh. Get all you can get with the first swig. Because it's splashing out all over. Okay. You know, I get tickled. Sometimes the people come to the door. They say, man, what are you shaking for? I said, you got to take that up with somebody else. <laughs> it's, I inherited that from my late grandmother. It skipped a generation and... Now I've got her shakes. And she's not around to see it. She's been gone 50 years. Anyway, that shouldn't be in my sermon today, but I guess it is. So let's just shake, rattle, and roll, Miss Diggy. Can you give us a shake, rattle, and roll there, Linda? Okay. Now everybody do this. And I don't feel quite so bad, okay? Hey, I'm going to shake as long as I can shake. Then I guess I'll bake. I don't know. Well, that didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> that sounded like he said, uh-oh. Are y'all glad you came to church today? Amen. 
We all need all of these attributes that this woman had in approaching God's throne in prayer. She did not give in to the silence. Jesus gave her the silent treatment. You ever feel like God's given you the silent treatment and somehow you're just not getting through? Let, let me tell you, God hears and God will settle the issue in God's time and not our own, right? I've learned that over the years. I believe when this happens, God just says, keep on praying, keep on trusting, keep on believing me. God loves us today. God loves you. You are worthy. This Canaanite woman, she had been told all of her life, you're not of the chosen group. You're not of the Jewish tradition. But Jesus spent all of his days, remember he went through the territory of the Samaritans. He must needs go through Samaria. Jesus always went through those places that religion said you need to stay away from. Why? Jesus was accused of going home with the sinners, and he did. And he wants to be at home with you. He wants to place his heart in, with all of us, knowing that he is our righteousness. We can't be righteous on our own. We might do a few, few good works here and there, right? But we cannot be righteous on our own. It takes Jesus working in us. As I used to sing that old song, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. You ever heard that one? Some of you have. Jesus, Say it with me. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. God loves you today. Miss D, I've still, I hadn't got started on my sermon yet. Do you think we could try it next week? She says yes. She owes us one. She wasn't here last week. So you're going to have to stay overtime today and listen to me finish it. How's that? Okay, she knows I'm joking. Landon, can we sing I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God? Join and sing it with us today. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood. Join tears with Jesus as we travel this spot. I'm so
May you be blessed as you go your way today. And the next time you see someone in trouble, say a prayer. If there's anything you can do to feed that person, give them a bottle of water on a hot day. Wash their feet. You know, we used to have a foot washing ministry here before the pandemic came. It was a time of blessing. Do what you can to touch the lives of those around you. Go in peace, and we'll see you, God willing, somewhere in between, if not next Saturday, 10.30 a.m. Go in peace.